This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 77. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined once again by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. What's going on, Lisa? Not much. How are you doing? Hey, that was I less awkward doing... than normal. It, it was. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm doing super well. Super, super well. So this is a show about colored pencil, where we make a conscious effort not to incessantly laugh through the entire show. So Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about selling your artwork on eBay versus Etsy. All right. Yeah. So there, these are some of the bigger ones that you could be selling on if you want to start selling your original work or even prints. And we're going to talk just a little bit about some of the advantages of doing that and then some of the uh, disadvantages, obviously. So, Lisa, what, what do you want to start with? Let's some start advantages? With eBay. What do you think? Okay. Let's just start eBay. talking about both um, individually. Yeah. And you have kind of a history uh, yes. with selling on eBay. I've so. sold on both. Okay. So go ahead and talk about that. So, for eBay, eBay is what I started with because back in the early, early 2000s, it was actually doing really well, and I was doing making a fair amount of sales. That was probably one of my biggest sources of income at that time. We're selling on eBay, much more so than in galleries or in person. So back then, because you sold so much, that was kind of that was before Etsy, but that was a great place to go. When at one point, when the market started to crash, or it was after the market crashed, eBay started to drop off, and they for a while were raising their transaction. Their listing fees. It would cost more to list something. If it didn't sell, you still had to pay those listing fees. And so it got really expensive. And a lot of us, there was this huge mass exodus Huge and mass. I'm just repeating myself, aren't I? A little redundant there. And it was big this, too. Yeah, big, huge, mass, gigantic <laughs> exodus from eBay from a lot of of sellers, especially artists, because we were just those listing fees were insane. So everyone started looking for alternatives, and that's when people started moving on to Etsy a lot more. Now. It has gotten so much better. Now I actually prefer eBay listing to Etsy. If I had time and was really trying to sell on one of those platforms, for me, eBay would be the one that I would go with. With eBay now, you can list up to 50, I believe, a month, and you don't have to pay anything unless it sells. So you do have to stay within certain things. You can't set a reserve price. It's got to be something that either has a buy it now or an auction style listing. But those are, I mean, you can. it doesn't cost you anything but time to set something up on eBay, which is really, really nice. Uh, that is basically the main reason that eBay is now my favorite. And I, I always had better luck selling on eBay than on Etsy. Yeah, to me, I've never, I've never done that. I've never done either one. I think I can still talk about some of this. I have a a good friend, an artist friend who doesn't, she doesn't do colored pencil, but she does digital paintings and she does oils and acrylics, but she sells quite successfully on Etsy. But with eBay, it, I don't know, there's something about it that kind of reminds me of, you know, that it's just a, a step above yard sale kind of
kind of thing is the the thing that I have in my mind, you know, and I'm probably wrong about that, but I'm just thinking. No, well, not necessarily because you do have a bit of a cap, it seems like. No, that is what's in my mind. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is what's in my mind. <laughs> but there is yeah, necessarily a little bit of, my of a cap on how much people are willing to spend on on either platform, really. Yeah. You have this this it's about i don't think i've ever been able to sell more than $500 but most people are yeah. looking for 20 30 40 dollar paintings they're not looking to spend a lot of money now i was yeah. successful in sending selling things that were between 1 and 200 dollars early on that did start you know when the economy fell gotcha. we all started having having difficulties and ebay definitely saw a, a huge drop there i mean but, my mindset i guess is just when i go to ebay i'm looking for a bargain and i'm looking for you know i i, I don't know i just don't think of it as I'm going to go there and buy art, you know, that, and maybe that's just me. It may be, yeah. See, you know, I do go for collectibles know. and stuff because I have found yeah. some very expensive collectibles that I could not find elsewhere. So I think it just depends on the buyer and how yeah. often yeah, people probably. do go to look. But I did fairly right. well early on. But I did start finding that it was harder and harder to get those sales as time went on. But like I said, now you can list for free. So you're not out anything. List it. If it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. No big deal. Now, at is going to be different. Etsy, you have yep. your listing fee that you're going to pay whether it sells or not. eBay, you're going to sell something for, I believe you can have it listed. It, the standard listing is seven days. You can list up to 10 days unless you're doing a store, which in which case it's going to be up longer and you're going to pay more for, for having the store. But with Etsy, you have a set fee. It's not that expensive and it lasts for, I want to say it's something like three months. It's a long time. The problem with Etsy is in order for your product to be seen, you have to continuously relist it to get it back at the top of the search because it, the longer time goes on, the more it falls down. It's kind of like Twitter. It just falls down further and further in the list. So people aren't going to find your product as easily. Now, the thing that everyone liked so much about Etsy is originally it was supposed to be just handmade items, which seems great. But now Etsy has moved on to being mass-produced things from China and things that are violating copyright hugely. I love that eBay makes it very easy. If somebody is violating copyright, like painting Twilight on a pair of shoes. Not kidding you. I've seen that on Etsy quite a few times. Um, That's what I want. Edward, a, A bad painting of Edward's face on my shoes. That's great. But anyway, if that's it was the Game of Thrones, of... you probably wouldn't say a word about Harry it. Harry Potter I'd be good with. But anyway, <laughs> um, so... Or Game of Thrones, I'm sure. <laughs> so it was getting harder or it is harder and harder on Etsy to get those sales because you are lost in this flooded market of copyrighted, bad copyrighted material and mass-produced things from China, which again is not what the platform was intended to do. And Etsy has done nothing. Like they were just, they wouldn't take it down unless the people who owned the copyright reported them but if you were thought they them, were getting better about that I think though that they i thought are, that the platform that was, was trying to be problem cleaned up a little bit. from what i've heard that they are but i don't know yeah. to what extreme because that crap is still on there so with etsy you were getting lost in the crowd much much more so than on ebay with ebay it was much easier to have your artwork found well another thing to keep in mind though if you're gonna think about uh, going in the direction of etsy is you do not want to go into one of the flooded markets and uh, our audience here obviously you're probably not going to do that i mean you're gonna maybe list some of your artwork but jewelry that kind of thing from what i understood that 
that's just a flooded kind of market. And so you've got to be very, uh, figure out how to stand out with your photos. The photos are a big deal over there. And the uh, tags and the listing titles, those have to be done really, really well. And did I hear you say, I thought you you set up your shop, right? You have to have a shop. With Etsy, Etsy. yeah. You you set up a a shop, which is nice. So if somebody sees one thing that you have that they like, they can go and look at the rest of your stuff in a shop. And it's very nice the way that they've done. I actually do like the platform for how it's designed. Yeah, yeah, it's put together well. Uh, But there are some things that Etsy sellers do and and have to educate themselves on in order to be able to work with the SEO that is inside Mm -hmm. uh, the Etsy platform. And unfortunately, one of the biggest things, though, is to continuously relist the items to get them bumped at the top of the list again. And that costs you money every time you do it. It's not a lot of money, but it can add up depending on how often you're doing it and how many items that you're relisting. I guess I wasn't aware of that. I'll have to talk to my friend about I've got an artist friend. She is, I mean, she's making a, a substantial side income doing this for her art business, but she does really well with it. And what she does is she fixes up her photos really well, but presents them in a very uniform fashion. And I think that's a big deal, too, to have your shop look very uniform and very familiar from listing to listing. When you go from one to the next, you don't want to have a lot of variation in how you're displaying your art. What's bigger than that, it, to be the artists who I've known who were successful on Etsy, it's more than just listing your art and hoping somebody finds you. You're going to build a following. You're going to build a name for yourself there. It, you're, right. You still have to market yourself and brand yourself. eBay, you don't. it doesn't seem to be as big of a deal. You're going to be found on eBay either way. With Etsy, it was less so. With that, it was you really needed to set up more where you are sharing your posts on social media. You had to kind of build a following for yourself there like you do everywhere else. Those are the artists who are getting the bigger sales or artists. I know quite a few who are YouTubers who are able to get people back to their Etsy shop because of what they're promoting on YouTube or Instagram or wherever else. Those are the artists who tend to sell the most and make the most on Etsy. You can absolutely yeah. make a good living on Etsy. Obviously, your yeah. friend's doing it. Yeah, a lot it, of them do. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, a lot of people, that is, you know, their platform. And that's what that's what yeah. they do. But it's not usually their only platform. They usually yeah, are hers. sending people from other places. Yeah, she hasn't done that. Hers are more organic and right inside of Etsy, and it's working real well. But she did start wanting to grow it bigger, and shes I think she's dabbling now into some Facebook ads. Well, I do know she is doing that. But one of the, one of the drawbacks to all of these is that you're sending people away from your platform, and that, that can be a negative. The audience is there. Yes, the traffic is there. But you're also teaching people that, you know, you don't buy from me. You buy over there. You buy on that platform. Yeah. And that can be a negative, well, uh, depending I do, on how you want to look at that. You do want to get people to your site. That is your end yes. goal. And I think with eBay and Etsy, the thing that I like with those two is that you are allowed to brand yourself. You can have your logo. You can have your branding on that, which can help right. bring people back to your site. But if you are somebody who just started your site, you're not getting a lot of traffic to the website. eBay and Etsy are great ways to still make sales, even though your website's not, you know, top of the search yeah. engine. So yeah. I think that they can work well together. Like you said, there are right. positive and negatives, but I think it's a lot easier to get started in selling on one of those two platforms than trying to just sell on your site. For me, I only sell on my website right. because, well, I don't have time to make those listings all the time, but I do get the traffic to my website. So it's worth it to me to go ahead and send people there. But 
No, you're definitely right. If you're just starting out and you're not selling yet, then that is a good thing to do is to use one of these where there's already traffic yeah. there. I mean, that just makes more sense. But but you're right. It's hard to get people back over there. You can use some of that branding and stuff like that, but it, it is still hard to get someone to come to go off of that platform over to your website. And Etsy is a little bit, they're a little strict on that too. They don't really want people going off of their platform onto uh, other platforms. Yeah, there are and workarounds that allow you to do it. Basically, yeah. if you're linking to a website where that product that you're selling on Etsy is not available there or, or on your website, like you're selling a fairy doll, just top of my mind, things I might look for. So you're selling this handmade fairy doll. Uh, I have issues. And you have that same fairy doll on your website to purchase. Is it a Game of Thrones fairy doll? No, no. They don't have fairies in Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. You're so behind. So I'm disappointed in you. But let's say I'm looking for that specific item. If I have that or I have that item listed on Etsy, if I have that same item listed on my website, that's a problem. If I am sending people to a website that does not have that item listed or it's nothing more than more information, more photos or more information about me, from what I understand, you can get away with that. It's you just don't want to send them from Etsy over there to buy the same product. There, there, are lo- there are loops that you can kind of jump through to get around being able to link yep. your website. One big one for eBay and Etsy, and this is what I've always done, is have my logo that says lawcree.com on each individual image. So it's my watermark. They can see what my website is. It's not a direct link, but it does let them see what that image, you know, or, you know, where it came from. So if they want to go back to my website, but I never have that item for sale in both locations anyway on my website and eBay or Etsy. It's one or the other. Now, here's the problem. If you, if you start out and you think, oh yeah, I want to sell on Etsy then. But then later on you do, let's say, get your website up and running and you want to start selling over there. Then you kind of have this dichotomy going on here and it gets kind of difficult. Some people I've seen, they'll link people back over to Etsy to do the final purchase. Mm -hmm. And that gets kind of confusing to be honest about it. And so there's a little bit of a rub that will start happening right there. And you got to figure out, you know, what you want to do. Are you going to keep them on your platform or do you have enough traffic to justify the numbers to keep them over there? Or are you going to keep everything over there on Etsy? Now, I, I, I don't know, but I think that I would probably try somehow to start building up my email list first if you don't yeah. have the traffic, don't have the numbers on your own website, your own platform. And then once you do have that, make sure you got all your listings in place, you have everything set up in a, where you can handle a shopping cart on your site, and then you can probably start selling on your own site. But then I would I would just start diminishing your exposure then over there on the Etsy site or eBay. I don't think I would. I think if Etsy was well, going well for me, I would do both. And that's what I've seen a lot of people do. Well, you could do that, but time is a finite resource and you have a limited amount of time to do one or the other. I would spend it more on your website if you have the traffic. Yes, all I'm saying. but if you've got to look at it from the other side, how much more traffic are you going to get from your website with people who found you because of Etsy? I just know how many of my own customers I found. Yeah, but then you want to keep them there. Yeah, and I've had many of my customers find me on eBay and then continue to buy things from my website later on. But they would never have found me if it weren't wasn't for that initial eBay listing. Yeah, but if you're if you're growing past that point is all I'm getting at is you know if if you if you start having the traffic if you start having the numbers over on your own site I I would think that you 
want to start keeping people on your own platform and selling them there. I don't know. That's just... I think it would depend on how well you're doing. I don't know. I definitely see the value if you... And again, the time is an issue. If you have time to list both, I would say both is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe not have, like you were saying, diminish it, not have as much on Etsy, have a bigger variety on your own website so that people would have a reason to go check out your website if you've got more that you don't have listed on the other one. But that it's almost like, I mean, it's good SEO. It's good. A good way to it find is, people to is. find your no, name it, to have I, combo I could see, I could see the pros and cons of, of both. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Etsy isn't going to be there forever, more than likely. These platforms can go away. And I would, I would try as hard as I could to get everything more uh, geared and centered around my own platform. Oh, yeah. And my own email list as well. Get people on your email list. The so email you have that list audience is a big one. And the nice thing to. with the email yeah. list is you can use that to let people know what new listings you have available if you are still mm-hmm. selling on eBay right. and Etsy. Because I, w- I would want to drive people back to my platform and not drive keep, constantly keep driving even new traffic that the people that are on my email list, I wouldn't want to drive them back to someone else. Yeah, I don't know constantly. if I would put advertisements all over my website saying, go buy this from go, eBay, go, go buy, buy this it from Etsy. Etsy. Not if right. I had, like right now I have my WooCommerce store. I There's no she reason did, yeah. for me to send them to those locations. Now, back before right. I had WooCommerce, it ideally just get them over to eBay because I wasn't set up to take payments. This is before it was easy to set up PayPal and yeah. stuff on your own site when I was doing eBay. But that's a thing. Now, when you do sell something on eBay or Etsy, you do have additional fees, they are going to take a percentage of whatever the sale price is. I know a lot of people will complain about that. I personally don't because if you were to sell in a gallery, a gallery may take up to 50%. So if eBay yeah, wants to take so 5%, it. 10%, go for right. it. You're, that's still nothing for something that you were having trouble selling on your own. I still think it's worth it. Now, on the flip side, another location that artists are now selling on is the Amazon Handmade. Have you heard about this, John? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it, but I, I know when Amazon first opened this up to artists that they were only taking high-end galleries at the very beginning. Not anymore. That was several years ago. Yeah, not anymore. They are allowing right. other people to get into it, and there are a there are more negatives than even remotely what would be considered positive, I think. So with the Amazon Handmade, I've not sold myself, so I want to throw that out there. The only information I have is from what I've read from other articles, which I can't cite because it was something I've read, you know. I have no memory. If I didn't read it five minutes ago, I don't remember where it came from. But in general, from what I'm reading with the Amazon handmade thing, is that you're basically not building your own customer base. With eBay and with Etsy, you're building your own fan base. You're building a name for yourself there. You can brand yourself on both of those platforms. With Amazon, you absolutely cannot. Amazon is very clear. These are their customers. You cannot include a business card in the box. You can't try to contact these people outside of the platform. Yeah. If you get caught, you can have your account suspended, deleted, whatever kind of a big deal. There's no building a following. This That is a huge deal as an artist. We need that following. Amazon definitely is more expensive to sell on, which I still don't think is a big deal. Like I was saying, you know, a gallery may take 50% or more. So that doesn't bother me. Amazon also wants to control the prices you set. On some people, they have an item, mm. let's say for $100. They've been selling that item consistently at $100. Everything's going well. Amazon then decided that eh, somebody else is selling paintings for $30. We want you to drop your price. If you do not drop your price, we will remove you from our platform. 
Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. That is not See, okay. I, that that isn't okay. But it, not knowing that much about your customer base is horrible as well. I mean, that's one of the things I don't like about Etsy and eBay because you can't. You don't have Google Analytics on that. You can't. You don't know anything about demographics, location, anything about anybody. And so, if Amazon is even more far-reaching into you know taking away a lot of that control, then that's just a no-go. Yeah, Amazon's thing. I mean, their whole reputation. Why do you order from Amazon? You're going to get it quickly, and it's going to be two days. That's right. Yeah, two days. I don't know about you guys, but when I sell a painting or drawing, it's probably going to take me a minimum of a week to get it sent out to the person because I have to go. I don't keep yeah. boxes the size I need for every canvas I have here. I've got to go buy the box. I have to go home and spend two hours packing it well. Then I've got to get all of the shipping information ready. Then I have to actually take it to the post office. I don't personally yeah. drive. I leave the house twice a week. So depending on when someone orders something, it's going to be at least a week before I ship it out to them, which is not uncommon for art. Our artwork is not fast. And I believe with Amazon now you're able to sell items where someone hires you to paint a portrait of their dog or whatever else. And again, people expect it to be cheap. They expect it to be done quickly. And just the way that it's set up is absolutely horrible for the artist. You don't get paid until the item is shipped or until they receive the item. So you're not getting a, a deposit up front. If the person doesn't like it, you're not keeping a deposit like you would off your own website because that's not how it works with Amazon. Amazon keeps the money until the item is done, finished, and shipped out. So Amazon, I think, is one of the worst things an artist can do. This is not building a reputation for yourself. This is not getting your name out there. This isn't doing anything positive for you. So you teach a colored pencil class, correct? Uh-huh. And you have, uh, yeah. you're a big fan of insisting An open that, drawing class. Well, you insist that ink tents are colored pencils. I insist. Okay, and let's, okay. Let's you, go ahead. You, anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that is the, the stand you've taken, and I say that they're <laughs> water-soluble ink. So someone showed up to John's class with ink tents colored pencils, which were not really appropriate for class because he teaches a colored pencil class. And Lisa, what did I say? I said... That's fine. Those are colored pencils. You can use those. But they weren't ideal, were they? <laughs> I didn't say because that. Because they're not colored pencils. You're funny. You're like, no. Uh, well, no. So here's the thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a beginner ought to start with ink tents, obviously. But they're not colored pencil. They're well, water-soluble they're ink. You can't, can't get rid of anything. You can fix things easier in ink tents than you can in colored pencils. So that, that argument I think they moves. behave very similar to a water-soluble colored pencil. So, yeah. I think that's what I've said. I don't think I said these are an oil-based colored pencil or a wax-based colored pencil. No, you say that they are colored pencil. You say that it's all colored pencil. Yeah, I classify that. They classify as a colored pencil. They still, um, they you know, you, you can still... Yet they weren't suitable for your still... colored pencil class. Huh. What's that? Yet they weren't suitable for your colored pencil class. I think I win. The they argument. weren't ideal. I would I would say they weren't ideal for a beginner to to start. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here. This, you're funny. You're a funny one. <laughs> I'm correct. Is the you are not you are not right. going to get me engaged in this argument I, because I don't you can't win. You I understand. I, I oh, completely right, understand right. why you wouldn't no, want to engage I, in this. No, I don't want you to feel bad whenever I tell you exactly how they are a colored pencil. So <laughs> a colored pencil that were not suitable for your colored pencil course. Gotcha. <laughs> not. Suitable. You obviously win this argument. Oh. <laughs> I just thought our listeners should hear surrounded, the truth I'm surrounded behind. by commodians, I tell you. Regular commodian here. All right. Well, 
we uh, Lisa actually has a really good post on starting to sell on different platforms, uh, the ones that we've talked about today, that we'll include in the show notes over there at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And if you have any feedback for us, you can email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, Lisa's at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. And if you haven't done this in a while, you can go ahead and leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. So totally off topic, John, I have to bring this up. You had mentioned the other, oh wait, no, let's do this again. Totally off topic. I'm a little nervous here. What are you going to bring up here? I think this is funny. And we were not Uh recording when we talked about it. And I think everyone should know about this since it's an ongoing debate of ours. So actually, hold on one second. I need to pull this up because I can just go off my blog. Um, Since I recently did this. Sorry, person who's editing this. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely feel bad right now. And my website's being slow. Come on, open up. Come on. You can do it. It's thinking about it. And there we go. Okay. Oh, good. I didn't do any bullet points. That was a terribly written blog post to read from. Okay. Are you so. Calling them bullet points now? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to call them go all the things. I'm going to invent a new word for everything. Um, I thought they were bullet po- posts or what? I don't know no, what go, they go, are. Go but, so, it, but, it's, but on. Go, go ahead. I, um, crap. You lost my train of thought there. You done? Anything else? Well, I'm done done for now. now? I'm sure I'll bring it up again. We all know that. Having fun? All right. Feel good? I do. I I really do. (laughs) It's one of my favorite stories ever. (laughs) Right.